Queen. Welcome to the Becoming the Crown podcast, the podcast where we talk about how to wear the crown, own the crown, and become the crown. In today's episode, we are talking to author Marshawn Olion, who has written the Amazon book, Reignite Your Relationship by 7X. This is a woman who is going to talk to you about getting an education that will make your relationship work. We always talk about how to get into a relationship, but we never talk about how to remain in the relationship. So I'm so excited to dive into this powerful conversation. Remember, stick around for the end of the story. And now it's time to talk to the crown. Welcome, 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 everybody. I am here with my special guest, Marshawn. Please pronounce your last name before I butcher it. Olanio. So you can just Olanio. say Marshawn O. Yeah. Marshawn yes. O. I saw that was one of your handles, but I was like, but you should know how to pronounce her last name. That's appropriate. That's the right thing to do. Olanio, which yes. I love that name. That's that's terrific. Um, what origin is that, if you don't mind my asking? It's Nigerian. My husband's Nigerian. Ah, okay. My good uh, friend is married to, or her husband is Nigerian um, okay. as yeah. well. Um, I feel like I know a lot of people who are either married to <laughs> to a lot of Nigerian men. Uh, they must be uh, back. They must be in style like light skinned men were back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the first time I've heard that. I, that's not the first time I heard that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's like there's a lot of women that are like I just hear that a lot. So like I said, they must be in style. Something to it. Uh, I need to go out and start uh, hanging out in different places because I, I haven't met a lot of them, but everybody else around me is meeting up, so I'm missing, I'm missing all of that goodness. Um, well, welcome, welcome, welcome today. Everybody, This it, welcome to this edition of Coach IVT and me. We are here talking really today with my guest about how to keep um, your relationships, how to go from disconnected to healthy. This is really, really key because there's a lot of talk about catching them. Not a lot of talk about keeping them. Uh, and it's one thing to get a man, but it's another thing to keep the relationship. Um, and as a person that specializes in helping divorced women, one of the big questions is like, where do we go wrong? Like there's some gap that we're missing. And not so much that we went wrong, but like we obviously missed something and not just the women, but the men too. So yes. I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, tell us who you are. Who is Marshawn? Why what you know, why are you doing what you're doing? And and why did you agree to come here tonight? But any of those or all of those you can answer, I would love to hear what you have to say about that. So okay, perfect. So thank you so much for having me, Ivy. Um my name is Marshawn Olanio. I am a shift relationship strategist. Oh, I am the founder of Marshawn Olanio Consulting, where I help Christian women that are married on long-term relationships to stop feeling disconnected and unloved and mm. shift them to feeling heard, understood, and appreciated via my one-on-one coaching, group coaching, uh, digital courses, and books. And how I got into coaching in the first place is that like many people out there, as you just mentioned, you help um, divorced women, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much get it together after they are um, divorced women. And I really love that because we need that. But for me, I, I got into coaching because I was never taught any tools, strategies, mm-hmm. tips, anything. As you already mentioned, they, they tell you how to get the man, yeah. right? Or even yeah. get the marriage, but yeah. nobody really teaches you how to be a married woman 
mm-hmm. a married spouse, someone to really show up and be their friend. Now, some of these things are innate. I totally understand that. But there are other things that we need to be taught, like how to actually express ourselves, how to communicate mm-hmm. openly, how to communicate with an open mind, open ear, and also not take things to heart. You know, you know, take everything personally. I should say, do not take everything personally when your spouse is trying to give you some feedback. Even if it's in a harsh tone, mm-hmm. try your best to mention the harsh tone and how you how you feel about it, right? But also peel back the layer of the tone and really receive the actual message. And that's what we get caught up in because we hear the tone, we miss the message, and now we're down a rabbit hole or a spiral of the the tone itself right so we're not even focused on the the main issue any longer and so that's one of the reasons why i got into this line of work and so now my mission really is to help specifically black women but women Mm -hmm. right black women to really understand that we too can have these blissful beautiful relationships so we can also become a part of the top 1% of couples that have extraordinary relationships. It's not for everybody else and skips over us. It's for us as well. We just need the tools, the tips and strategies because for so long we were in the mode of survival, right? Yeah. That's that's what we've been taught. It's, it's part of our past, you know, and our ancestors with slavery were always in survival mode and that carries over from generation to generation. And so now it's up to us and people like you and I, Ivy, to help to break those cycles, break Absolutely. the cycles so our children don't have to deal with these things. So that's who I am. That's why I got into this and I'm super excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to have you because you said one of the things that touched my heart, the reason that I do this work is no family left behind, right? Like there's, we turn into different women when we're parenting by ourselves in the aftermath of divorce. It's not the same. You're, you're facing broken dreams, broken hearted, broken relationship, and it changes the way you look at things in the way you parent, but it can change it for the better. It doesn't have to be bad, but it gets bad. I hear horrible stories about coping. I lived, I always tell people, you know, I wrote a blog about this. Like my family was doing divorce before it was even cool. Like my, <laughs> my great grandmother had a divorce. So I come from along. We get, we suck on the first round. We get it right on the second. But having said that, right. my parents are children of divorce. My grandparents are children of divorce. I am a child of divorce. Oh, you disappeared. There you are. You're back. <laughs> um, so I get the generational legacy that that's le- leaving and I'm committed to having that be broken because you're right. It's all handed down and they didn't really, they don't really teach us the things that we need to know to have a solid relationship, to be in communion with another right. person. We're so mm-hmm. used to fighting that we take that fight home and it's lasted generation after generation after generation. Um, and now in, in this country, it's, prolific the divorce rate um and at first i heard it was dropping because of covid now i heard it's going back up (laughs) i was i was hopeful for a minute but now i guess not so um what what was the inspiration for your books you've got two great books out there that i saw maybe more than two but i saw two um so tell us about the two books that you have and what the inspiration was and then i'll tell you like i and i haven't read them in full disclosure but i am definitely going to get one of them, and I'll tell you which one, but I want you to talk about the books first. <laughs> okay, so I, I do have both of them right here with Perfect. me, and 
<laughs> as you even see, this this first one is called Reignite Your Relationship by 7X. Um, so you can get back to making love and uh, wait, what, what, what did I miss? So you can get back to making love and enjoying your spouse. I always forget that. Right, part. right. But I even if you see, I have tabs in my own book because I read my own books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because Remind I think yourself of what you already know. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yes. Yes. I totally practice what I preach. I am one of those coaches out here that really believes in practicing what you preach because Absolutely. I would feel guilty and shameful to teach something that I'm not willing to practice myself. So with that being said, this is my very first book that I wrote. And I really just, I wanted to teach people, Mm -hmm. right? Specifically women, but, but people, because men have purchased the book as well and have supported, but just really, it takes the little things Mm. for you to keep the spark, right? We know that we hear the flame burning out or I'm losing interest or, you know, I don't see my spouse the same way. It's because you stop doing the things, both both parties in most cases, stop doing the very things that got one another super excited because we allow life to get in the way. And life can be your children. Life can be your career. Life can be a big move. Life can be, you know, um, uh, taking care of a parent because we're Mm -hmm. starting to, you know, our parents are starting to get older. So just life getting in the way and not being intentional. And that's the word I really want you to remember is being intentional about saving, creating the life that you really want to live in the midst of all this craziness. Yes. Because there's always craziness outside of your door. So now we have to build these uh, these kingdoms inside mm-hmm. of our homes. And we just have to be intentional about it. Like making the dates, keeping up, having the conversations and not just vegging out on our cell phones. Uh-oh, did I lose you? Uh-oh, I'm losing you. Are you still still there? There you go. You're back. Yes. (laughs) What happened? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, I'm still here. Okay. But, um, but yes, so we, we have a hard time sometimes communicating and it's because we've lost the art of just talking. Yes. Because we are so distracted. Court and be courted. Absolutely. it It shouldn't stop when you're married. It shouldn't stop. It shouldn't stop when you get in a relationship, which is usually the first part. And then it's and then it just comes to a standstill in marriage. Thanks. Well, yeah, now thanks. we're married. <laughs> Game over, man. I can sit on the couch no, and Netflix and chill no. for the rest of my life, which is a terrible that's just the beginning. Yeah. That's just the beginning. It really is. Yeah, no, oh no, um, we're we're talking about, or I should say, other gurus and stuff, as we mentioned, they talk about how to get the guy, right? Right. And that that that's cool. I'm not mentioning, you know, dismissing that. But then what do you do after you get into the real relationship? Mm-hmm. how do you keep the spark? How do you keep it fun? How do you keep it light? Yes, there are going to be some serious moments that come up because that's life. But how do you keep it fun with this one person that you're professing to be with till death do you part, mm-hmm. specifically if you guys are married? So we have to find ways to do that. And in this book, literally it's laying out the strategy to do that. Right, bring, bringing back some of the simple simple things that we have lost or stopped doing altogether. So this yeah. is really just your reminder or your blueprint if you have no idea on how to create a relationship. I know it says to re-spark, right? 
but or reignite, excuse me, but it literally is for people that are not in relationships who need a blueprint because maybe you just messed it up or just don't have a clue. And it's okay if you don't have a clue, just don't keep not having a clue because now you at least have some information to say, okay, well, I don't know the information. Mm -hmm. Let me get it from somebody else that has the information. So that's the first book. That's the first book. The second book is 50 Reasons I Fell in Love with You. Now, this one is super, super simple, super, super cute. Um, it's literally a fill in the blank book about the, literally the 50 reasons why you fell in love with your spouse. So while you were dating, you know, when you get wooed off your feet, it just takes you down memory lane and it gives you an opportunity to fill out the blanks, which are 50, as mentioned, fill out the blanks and remind yourself of why you fell in love. But then also when you gift it to your spouse to watch his or her eyes light up, mm -hmm. like, wow. I forgot all about this memory. And I've had so many people to reach back out to me and say, this really helped me remember why mm -hmm. I fell in love. This, this helped us. I had one couple who actually used it over a 50 day period. They only answered one fill in the blank every single day for 50 love days. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> and they, and yeah, that, go ahead, go ahead. You, you become a husband whisperer or man whisperer, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking mm -hmm. that you could even do it one, one a day, one at a time, one over 50 months, create a theme. You can really, really turn this into something really fun and juicy and sexy and, and even have, okay, you know, you can flip the script. This is what I love, how I would answer this question about you. What would you say about me? Or, you know, and, and even so that it's a shared experience, but I, I'd love the thought of that, the fill in the blank. I love sentence stems. I love so. <laughs> oh, they're, okay. they're, they're great ways of people. Yeah, yeah. They're just great ways of you know what I love about you most is or what I think about this is. Sentence stems are fabulous, so they're they're great. Yeah. Well, Abby, I'm glad that you said that because this book in particular, I want to gift this book for free, plus the cost of shipping. So you do have to pay pay shipping, but I want to gift it to your audience because. This is an Amazon bestseller, has over 500 reviews on Amazon. And so people love the book. Pick up the book, fill it out, obviously, and gift it to your spouse. And don't wait until the holidays. It could be a just because gift mm -hmm. to reignite things. Just because anniversary, birthday, of course, holiday, Valentine's Day, etc. But something is coming up where you can start the process of falling back in love all over again with the person that you cho chose to be with. And this is a great time to start it. We're coming up to the holiday season. It's what they call it. It's cuffing season because the weather's getting warm, cold. Everybody's going to want to be booed up. So if mm -hmm. you're, you and your husband aren't really feeling the love lately, this is a great way to kind of rekindle the spark so you can start feeling the love. But feeling mm -hmm. the love really starts with you. I know people, a lot of women think it starts outside of yourself, but you got to, it has to start with you. You have to start feeling it for women. That's really important. You know, that's why, um, you know, you, you mentioned that um, you're, you're a Christian coach. So, you know, of course the scripture husbands, you know, wives respect your husbands, but husbands love your wives. The love is for us. We need to feel that love, but you don't have to wait for your husband to make you feel that love. You can feel that love for your husband. Read some of these stems in this book and remember why you felt it, when you felt it, how you felt it, where you were. 
and have that spark come up and it, it'll change how you interact with him. Cause when, when you remember, Oh my gosh, he did that. Then you are already in the moment. You are already there. Oh, he touched me so much. <laughs> I think I'm going to cook dinner for him tonight. I think I'm going to do something for him tonight. Cause you're already there. And that didn't take his involvement. That was you getting in touch with the reason why you said yes in the first place. I so, love it. So important for love us it. to remember that. So thank you for sharing that. I'd like to get both, but I love the the, the 50 ways only because it helps you um, reconnect with your why that you're in that relationship. And if no, for nothing else, for those of us who are single or just starting to, to date, one of the things I talk about all the time is what you appreciate, appreciate. So yes. it's like making an investment. So if you're dating and you really like uh, a particular gentleman and you like something he's doing, like share that with him. What I love about what you said was what I love about, you know, this date was what was, re I really appreciated you calling me to make sure I got home because the more you let him know what you like, he, if he likes you, he's going to do more of that. If he's not interested, great, he can fall away. And then you're like, great, because this is a guy that I'm going to tell what I like and he's going to blow me off. And I don't want to be in that relationship anyway. So it really, those, those things make you think, but those things also can be useful for dating too. It'll help you get in communi communication with your date and let him know in a very not demanding, commanding, I, my man is better hold my doors and my man better, you know what I mean? You know, you know how we like to do. It, mm -hmm. it can help you really just step into, I really love it that you held my door. It's really great. I'm really appreciating that. And that's a different, that's a more feminine way, which attracts the masculine than coming at it from a demanding, commanding. If he doesn't, mm -hmm. he's out, he's fired. I'm ghosting, whatever type way. So I love them both. I'm looking forward to reading them. So <laughs> one of the things you said on your, your website was, you talk about the pickup mentality. Like, I want to hear about this. Like, I have my own thoughts about that. But what is the pickup mentality? You were saying avoid the pickup mentality when you have these, like, one night or lonesome encounters. What, what is your definition of the pickup mentality? E. <laughs> okay. So when, when you are lonely yourself, mm -hmm. right, and there's no real connection between you and the, you and the guy at all, you know that if you call or text or even hang out, you might even regret it later on. So <laughs> <laughs> because it can go another way, right? right and another right. regret is on top of that. So if you know that this guy is not your flavor at all mm -hmm. and you guys have not made the commitment because maybe you're maybe you're doing some some stuff, right? But mm -hmm. you haven't made the commitment. He likes you, but you're like, no. Right. Mm -hmm. So now there's that convenient person. Right. Right. Or you just or you just like, I'm low. I just want to hang out with somebody. I don't want to be with me tonight right, by myself. Right, right. Right. That's when we get into trouble. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and just just things happen because I don't want to put a, 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 a box around anything. Just mm -hmm. things happen that we later regret when if we literally just sat down somewhere right. <laughs> waited our turn and you heard him a christian so waited our god-given turn mm -hmm. waited for our gift from god then our lives could be so much better less drama free of all of the things that we really do not want to deal with anyway but yeah. because we had that moment yeah. of weakness 
I don't want to be alone. I'm going to go hang. Oh, this is a free meal. Right. Whatever right, your language right, is. Right, right, right. Right. Whatever your language yeah. is can get you in trouble instead of you just standing still and, yeah. and waiting it out. Because yeah. here's the thing. You're not the only one who's been in the lonely state. You're not the only one who wants a guy beside you and not just any guy, because that's the whole thing. Those guys are just any guy. Any guy. You want your guy, yes. your fit. And that's the difference. You could have written that script. I think I did a post last week when I, and I even talked to my clients. There is um, a man, the man, and your man. A man is biologically correct. He just has the anatomy. He's checks the mail. He's just box. a man. <laughs> right? The man is a good man. He's a really good man. Stellar stand up. You respect him, but he's not yours. And you know that you date him and you go, he's not the one for whatever reason, star cross lovers, two ship passing the night. He's not over his stuff. I'm not over my stuff. Or we just don't, we don't have the same values, but he's a good person. I respect him. He's not the one. And then there is your man. And there is a big difference. And we often confuse the man because he's got the resume often. He's the resume guy. He, ha he check checks box. all the boxes, <laughs> but there's something you know is not quite right. Mm -hmm. But you go out with him anyway because you're lonely or whatever. Or you're trying to, what I call, fit that um, uh, square peg into a round hole. And we know what happens. It just messes up and shaves off the edges and leaves the square damaged and all kinds of crazy stuff. I joke about that. I'll say, remember when you were a kid and your teacher said, no, it should have been a circle and you cut the edges off of that. And it's, it's like a weird octagon. It's not quite a circle. It's not quite a square. It, it's like a circle that needs therapy. It's really weird. So I said, that's what you do when you try to cram that square peg into a round hole to a guy. It, it never really comes out right. But we conflate the man with your man. And there is a difference. And if you're not uh, in a place where you can be discerning and patient and loving with yourself, you will settle for the man. And I often think that's how we end up in divorce in the first place. He was never your man to begin with, but you mm. rushed the process to get mm. the result. And then you find yourself going, this is not my guy. Like I had, you know, and I should have known that when X, and you usually do know it, but you like, this is not, we don't even share the same values. We don't want the same things, but two kids and two mortgages and three cars later, <laughs> you're there. So you're like, all right, well, I'm here. I'm going to make the best of it until you can't. So I totally hear you, totally hear you on that. Um, so avoid the pickup mentality, ladies. Be, find ways to ground yourself in yourself. Or do what I say, call a lifeline. What is it? What is it? Call a friend, call a lifeline, read a book. Call a like friend, that. call a friend. Have yeah. your lifeline set up so that you can be like, I really want to call this guy and, and I need you to talk me up. I used to have friends like talk me off the ledge because I'm going to make a phone call that I'm going to regret. Have people set up or activities you can do. I'm going to go work out. Uh, I'm going to take a class. Uh, this is a movie I've been dying to watch. Don't make it a love story because then you'll be sad. Like, <laughs> you know, right. Watch the documentary, like do the things that you really want to do for yourself. It helps. So you talk about also on your, your website, avoid wasting time um, with these guys. And, and so how do you engage with quality men from the get go? So say you've gotten out of the pickup mentality. I'm like done with the pickup. I'm now an intentional dater. How do I like, <laughs> 
you know, avoid like, you know, cause a lot of people feel like I just go through all these dating sites and my friends and they're like, I'm so just so tired. And I feel like they're all of the same ilk, not quality. How do you get to like, yeah, I'm dating quality men now. Now this is good. How do you avoid wasting time with a bunch of dudes that like, you know, so knowing what you want is number one. And I find that that would seem like, oh, of course. (laughs) <laughs> when, when I talk to a lot of women, because that's who I coach, yes. a lot of women have no idea what they want. They literally say, well, I'm just going along with the flow. Sis, that's why you're not getting what you ultimately mm-hmm. want, because yeah. you can't even articulate what you want. Right, right. So you're yeah. just going along with the flow. So knowing what you want. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what do you mean when you say what you want? Because everybody says that. And then... I think women are like, I want a man. I want a relationship if, if they get to that. What do you mean when you say that? Because I know that comes up. It comes up all the time with the women I'm coaching and I hear it all the time from other practitioners. What, what, do, what do you make them drill down on? Specifically, uh, the details. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you want a man. Okay, so does the man have to have a particular career? Although I don't want to say start there, but let's just, let's just talk about it. Sure. Does he have to have a particular, how many children does he or doesn't he have? Mm -hmm. What religious, especially if you are a religious person, right? Mm -hmm. Does he have a- Uh Uh-oh, you're breaking up again. Are you there? All right. Yeah, yeah. You're back. You're back. Okay, I don't know what's happening. Um, but okay, so uh, the religious affiliation, right? And then are they the same religious affiliation? Do you want children yourself? Yes. Right? Um, where do you want to live? Are you okay with long distance or not? Do you want your man to be home every night? Or are you okay with him having a, a, a traveling job of, of any, any, any type of travel where he's not home or even yourself where you're not home all the time, right? How are you going to rear the children? Like really going deep into what it is that you want, because the more detailed that you are, the better the chances you have to attract the thing that you see. And especially if you're writing this thing down, which I recommend, which Mm -hmm. I recommend, right? But be as detailed as possible about the type of man that you want. But I really want you to focus on the characteristics and not just the physical. Because you can get the physical all day and get none of your other <laughs> needs met. Ooh, right? Girl, he's fine, but he can't. <laughs> he has no values, no scruples, no morals. He's got 10 <laughs> kids. And I don't want, you know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. So, so with that being said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. focus on the characteristics and, and the morals and values that you want to bring home with you. Right. So you can see yourself growing over this person. And it also decreases the chances of the divorce later on because yeah. you're already on the same page about so many things. Now, are you going to have disagreements? Of course you are because you're still two different people. But by and large, you have a better chance of thriving through your marriage or through your long-term relationship if you know exactly what you want. And then the second thing I'll say is your standards, Mm -hmm. right? Which goes into knowing what you want, but literally your standards. Don't accept any guy just because he's a man and maybe you have not 
had anybody approach you in months mm-hmm. or even up to a year. And yeah. so now it's like, ah, oh, I, I got to because if I don't, maybe it's going to be another few more months. Maybe it's going right. to be another year. Again, setting yourself up for failure in the long run. Yeah, so that patient. They have that, like, it's been a desert. If I don't grab hold of this flower, I'm mm-hmm. never going to get any more flowers. And so I just, I can't take that chance. And they, you know, again, they're back to the man. He's the man, mm-hmm. but you know, he's not your man, but he's the only flower. He's the only man in a desert. And so I'm just going to take it. Right. And then the last thing I will say, the third thing is your mindset about who you are, who you're showing up to be. And the person that it's like, you know what? Today is not my day. Mm-hmm. And owning that today is not my day to have met the guy, my guy. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me a person that nobody wants or ugly or too fat, too, too skinny, too, whatever. All of those yeah. twos that we put in front. It does not matter. The more that you slow down, mm-hmm. ask a million and one questions and really hone in on your standards as far and, and as well as what you want, you decrease your chances of a divorce. And I don't have a percentage because nobody's done a study on it, but I know for sure mm-hmm. the more that we sit down and plan out our lives, plan out our men to be in our lives, a part of our lives to, to rear the children, mm-hmm. you will decrease the chances of you getting a, a divorce for sure. As well as all of the drama that comes along with all of these other things, right? The, the night of loneliness that we mentioned. So yeah. maybe now you got baby daddy issues, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or just yep. something else that you don't want to deal with at all. This yep. is literally when we get into trouble. And, and the last thing I'm going to say is literally to, an example to go along with this is I was talking to a young lady and <laughs> it's not funny, but it's when we get in trouble. So mm-hmm. she had been a virgin her entire life in, in church and everything. Literally, she was tired. She was mad and pissed off at God. Just, I'm sick and tired. I've been doing everything right. And I still have not found my, the one, yeah. my man, right? Yeah. So she started dating a guy who was no, no standards at all. No morals, no values, et cetera. Now she has baby daddy issues. She's mm-hmm. in and out of court. Um, of course, took her virginity and all this other stuff. But like life has been complete hell for her. Yeah. All because she turned her back on God. But mm-hmm. then also because she was just like, I'm tired. Now yeah. I'm going to do it my way instead mm-hmm. of waiting. Yeah. I turn my back on my values, on my belief, on my own faith. Like my, you know, I, it is so one of the biggest things I've, I've, I've said to women in, in general, it is so important that you have faith and not just like faith in your higher power, but like also faith in men, like know that like God knows you and knows the man who is for you and have faith that he will be delivered in the right way at the right time for you, for the two of you to see and know each other. And that faith is so important because we get jaded. Like it's so hard. You know, I waited all this time, God, and you're taking too long. Or I've been divorced twice and I got, or I got two baby daddies, or I just can't meet the right guy. And we lose faith. And as soon as we lose faith, then some, my, my, my other dating coach friend used to call him jokers. This joker, <laughs> he used to say, some joker shows up and beats you out of all the things that you've been holding 
and been faithful to. And maybe it, you've been sad that it hasn't happened fast enough, but now you're in a whole world and a realm of stuff that you weren't dealing with before, but now you now have to deal with court and a kid with a guy who's irresponsible or divorce or bankruptcy or mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. other things that even though before you might've been sad and lonely from time to time, you could deal with that. Now you've got a whole other realm of drama and it's trauma, it's traumatic for us. We become yeah. so jaded. So then the next, we take all that luggage to the next relationship because it's hard. You don't got, and then you get to the same place. Come on, I, you know, I already took my lumps for this one and I took my lumps for being alone. <laughs> Can you just give me somebody, anybody? But don't lose your faith, ladies. It is so important that you keep your faith. Your faith is important. Whatever vision God gave you for your love life, hold on to that and believe in that and don't lose that and don't lose faith in your man is coming for you for you he's coming for you you just have to be patient and i know that's hard for people to believe but don't lose your faith that is just so important so if you're here and you have questions drop your questions in the comments let me know that you're here say hello online i'm watching over here i've seen people kind of come in and out and i am not doing such a great job of saying hello, but hello out there. And let me know if you have questions and we'll get back to you. All right. Wait, Ivy, can I add to that before we sure. move forward? You certainly can. Please do. So, uh, so my belief system, and it's funny that this is not just my belief system. My, my pastor actually um, spoke about this this past Sunday. And mm-hmm. so what I'm speaking about is continuing to learn the lesson over and over again. Mm-hmm. Or you should be learning the lesson one time, which is why you keep attracting the same guy, which is yeah. why you keep getting the same lump yep. is because you have not learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. You have not done the work on yourself. Some of it has to do with your self-love, your self-confidence, self-esteem. All of them usually are at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just like we mentioned, time is going by, but, but you're not realizing that you also have to do some work yourself, which is why you keep repeating Mm -hmm. and attracting the same guy over and over again, different face. Mm -hmm. Some work that you need to do, a lesson that you need to learn, you have not learned it, which is why you are in that cycle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I used to say uh, like merry-go-round, some, some, some dating lives are like a merry-go-round. You know, you just keep getting in that circle and you, <laughs> you get off and a merry-go-round lets you off in the same place. You go, didn't I just pass by? <laughs> and then you get back on and you ride it again and you get off and you go, I just, didn't I just, you know, you got to get off the merry-go-round. You yeah. keep dating that same guy with a different name. It doesn't matter if he's Todd, Raj, John, Paul, Peter, Bob, he's the same guy. Same guy. Yes. Same and you'll keep yes. dating him until you get the lesson, until you absolutely. And 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 I encourage women, if that's your story, it's time for you to tell a new story. You need to get help. And 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 we get embarrassed about sharing that story. Like that, you know, we, we're embarrassed to share that story. You know, my story is, and I, I was thinking about this today. My dad loved me but he was emotionally unavailable. He was available for lots of other things, but not there. So I know that, and those are the kind of men that I date, or 
I'll date guys that are available up to a point because that was my dad. They're never mean, they're never, but they never really get that deep intimacy. But I even was noticing that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I noticed that at work too. Why? That's so familiar to me. I got that like space. I'm like, I know how to deal with it. I can bring it out of them. I can do this, but who wants to work that hard? It's a trap. And what mm -hmm. I have to start doing is going when I see that I used to never see it. Now I see it and I'm like, yeah, run for the hills because that's your that's that's your pattern. You want to get away from that pattern. Mm -hmm. But once you learn that lesson, you can walk away from that lesson or at least practice walking away till you really get it. And then you'll be open and available once you get it in your bones, in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind. It'll stop happening. You won't attract right. those kind of guys anymore. You just that's won't because right. you'll be like a, you'll be like, mm, no. That's you, that's you, that's you, not interested. Yeah, you'll just see it. As you mentioned, you'll be aware and you'll see it and you'll walk away because now you have the courage to do just that. But mm -hmm. also your knowing, your knowing is, is more intact. And you're like, no, that was never worth it. No, I'm not doing that was. again. Yeah. Mm -mm. And and even if you're if you're really good, you can say, yeah, I saw it right there. And what I did was kept going. I saw it right there with this person and what I did. So now I even now like, I know what I'm looking for. I know what it feels like. I know I can trust myself and I can be a no and to them and be a yes to me, a yes to your dreams, a yes to your faith, a yes, yes to your yes. vision that God gave you. And that's where you like need to lean on your faith. Like he might be a rose in a desert and there are other roses. You still will get your flowers. Yeah but hold on to yeah, that. That's right. Really good. I like it. Yes. Really yes. So how do you overcome or once you're, you, you've gotten past your issues, you're no longer doing the pickup mentality. You have moved beyond wait, time wasting dates. You're intentional. You've got this relationship. Now for most women, a lot of times they're like, check, I got the relationship. Woo. You know, and now you, we, we have Tennessee to want to sit back yeah we relax it now yes. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> right but now you're noticing what well, we have differences how do i do that and and especially for divorced women the tendency is is going to be to want to either run or quit or bail or some version of leave because we've been through that done that and i don't want to get hurt again <laughs> so before i even say i do if this relationship is getting to be hard I think I need to, to just bail. And that's not the answer necessarily. There's ways to overcome your differences. And you're going to have to do that if you want to be in a long term. So you talk about that. How, how do we overcome our differences in relationship? The, 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 the key is what? Communication. Yes. And so what I would like to say is specifically about communication, right? Because I know we hear about, oh, the key is communication. So how do we actually communicate? What does communication actually mm -hmm. look like? And so for me, it's not always the big moments. Yes. It is the moments when you guys are sitting together or FaceTiming, emailing at some points, but where you're being vulnerable mm -hmm. and you're opening up and you're sharing a piece of your world. Yeah. The things that scare you, the things that you know, the things and people that hurt you. I mean, even the devastating things mm. like this is where you are communicating who you are, because here's the thing. The more that you communicate who you are, the more that you open up and are vulnerable, 
the better understanding that your partner or spouse has for you, as well as the grace and mercy that he mm. will give to you. Yes. Because you have explained, you know what? I have abandonment issues. Maybe that's not the word you use, right? But I have abandonment issues because my dad did X, Y, and Z, or my mom did X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I'm working on it. I'm working progress. This hasn't gone away for me yet, but mm -hmm. this is why I do the, the, the one, two, and three. Right. This is why I do one, two, and three, because I feel like you're going to leave me at some point. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't like that feeling, which is why I hold on so mm -hmm. tight to you, which right. is why I question or whatever it is, right? It's just that being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. You can't leave everything fluffy and happy-go-lucky on the surface right. because <laughs> then that, that depth that you're talking about is not there, mm -hmm. right? That intimate, those intimate moments where I feel like, ah, you get me, you know me are not there when you keep it superficial. And so most people think that being vulnerable, they're actually protecting themselves, but really you are pushing away the love that you really seek yes. to be a part of. Yeah. So you have to open up and share yourself and you have to get rid of that fear because I'm a Christian, right? I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. fear does not come from God. Yes. And if you fear opening up yourself, you will never get the love on the level that you want it to be on. Never, ever, ever. There's no way. There's no way to get it. You said something interesting. It's like fear does not come from God, which I love this because it goes back to what we said before. If this is really your man, then he is sent from God. So why would you fear being vulnerable with him? And for some people, it may not even be the fear of him. It's the practice. They actually haven't done it enough. And so they don't trust themselves, which means, and they, they put that on the guy. I don't know if I can trust him, but it's really not even about him. It's about you and your faith walk and your own personal growth. Because if this is really your guy and you know, this is your guy, you know, or what better way to test if it is your guy is to get vulnerable. Because if he was really sent by the divine, the divine would never send you a man that's going to hurt you. And that's the right. best way to find that out is share yourself with him. A man that loves you and is for you is going to bend over backwards to protect you and honor where you are. Now, he's not going to be perfect at it. I don't, I want people to hear him. He's like, I told him I don't like it when he doesn't take out the trash. Okay, you know, like... <laughs> Some of that stuff we have to let go. But a man that truly loves you, he might try to take out the trash most of the time. He's not going to be perfect at it. He just mm -hmm. isn't. But he will understand that it's a pet peeve of yours. And he will say, look, I'm not perfect at it, but I do the best that I can. Or he'll hire somebody to take out the trash. Or he'll make your kids take out the trash. He will figure it out because it's yep. important to you. And Absolutely. he can see that it's upsetting. And he loves you. And your man wants you to be happy. Kings want their queens to be happy in their kingdom. His kingdom isn't happy if his queen isn't happy. So yes. your man is going to hear all that vulnerability. He's going to be moved by it. He may not show it and cry with you. Some will, some won't, but he will find a way to please you if you open yourself up. But if you're not going to do that, you will never really know. And that's not walking in faith and trusting your man or your higher power or spirit is 
not trusting anything. It's holding yourself closed and thinking that that's going to change things. And it, that changes nothing. It just puts a wall between you and your, 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 your partner. Really, Absolutely. really. Good. Yeah. Yeah. How do you talk about things that, and, and, and I think this is important and I have a take on this, but I'm dying to hear what you have to say about this. Like, what if it's not really my stuff? Like, so there is, there's Ivy stuff. And Ivy will say, this is Ivy stuff. Like I, you, you're right. 100. I will own this. And then there's some stuff that like, that's really your stuff. How do you have that? No. And I'm, I'm like not being, cause we all do it. Everybody does it. I'm totally, if I'm in relationship with anybody, even my family, they can call me out on my stuff, stuff that we know that's Ivy stuff. Okay. You're going to come into a partnership where it's like, they may not know, or they may not own it. But it really is. They they may have the issue with, I don't know. Um, I, I know a couple where the person um, didn't trust them because their previous spouse had an affair. And so, and so it wouldn't come up often, but it would be all these little things that they would blow up for nothing over a tiny thing. That wasn't the wife's issue. It was the husband's issue. So how does she deepen that connection and have that conversation. Cause that's a tougher conversation to have when it's like, it's really not my stuff. I'm okay with owning my stuff, but how do I have a conversation with him about his stuff? And that's hard. Right. It, 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 it is hard, but it's definitely necessary. Mm-hmm. Right. So having the conversation, okay. How to have any loving, tough conversation, mm-hmm. right? Not just even specifically to that one yeah. is to, Speak about how that thing, that conversation, the thing that's happening, right, mm-hmm. is making you feel. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So speak about how it's making you feel without blame, mm-hmm. without shaming or guilting the person. Yes. Just this makes me feel this way. Mm-hmm. Right. And then come up with a solution as well. So this makes me feel this way when you do X. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel that way because whatever your reason is. Mm-hmm. And then I would rather that you handle it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a framework. Right. And I would rather that you have uh, handle it this way, whatever the solution is that you come up with. But you have to have the conversation. Right. You, you want to give him the opportunity to explain why he is that way. Right. Because once you get down to the root then you know it has nothing to do with you. Right. And I think that that's one of the things that we leave on the table. We never get down to the roots of why the person is acting or behaving the way that he is. And so then this thing keeps occurring. And then the thing about it is most people that are in this cycle don't realize that they're in the cycle because they don't realize what they're doing. Mm. So by not having the conversation, you're becoming resentful and your partner has no idea what's the matter with you. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Why do you always do this? You always get mad at me about this. You know, you just, so couple things. One, you can use this formula for anybody. Um, and, and, and I'm going to prove that because you just made me think of me and my daughter. And we have this thing about her cleaning up the house, which she doesn't do because she's 19 and that's what 19 year olds do. They don't clean up behind themselves. That's, that's fine. But I feel like exactly what you said, we're in the same conversation and she really doesn't understand why it's so upsetting to me. 
And when you said that, I thought, I don't think I've communicated in a way to have her listening of it differently. What I've done is complained about it, which is a very different listening of an issue. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Yes. A very different. So again, this, this is universal. You can use this. A better way to approach it was to say, when you, you know, or when this happens, I feel, <laughs> and that, and that has this impact on me. And then I go about doing X, Y, Z. And then we have this, you know, conversation, what I would rather, or would you be open to, or may I, I like to use this. I have a request mm-hmm. and then people can accept, reject or counter offer. Cause now you're in a, and which I'm open to that conversation, but I, I don't, I haven't said it in a way. And this is really important in relationships to say it in a way that's in the person's listening. Cause if they really don't hear it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. for them. Their experience of it is different. It's very different. So really good point that it could be any relationship, but you have to say it in a way that demonstrates to them that what's happening is impactful to you and meaningful right. to you. And any person that loves you goes, oh my God, like literally if my daughter would say, mom, whenever we X, Y, Z, like that impacts me. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Right. Like immediately right. my daughter. Right. Makes sense. And, and that that's for anybody that cares about you. They're going to want to be in a conversation to make a remedy for it rather than continuing this perpetual issue. So really good. Well, wait, one more, one more to add to that is specifically when we're talking to our men, they understand a lot better in story form. Mm. So if you can relate it to something that like, that ticks him off, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about the thing that ticks him off. And then, and then you hit him with something like, you know, when you talk to me this way, Mm-hmm. That story that I just mentioned, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he gets the aha like, oh, 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 I didn't, oh, because I don't like when I feel disrespected, disrespected. Yes, yes. So, so if you can tell him in story form as well, that's another way to really connect with your man. But you're still getting out the things that you do not like as well as getting your needs met by just verbalizing the thing that you need. Mm-hmm. And disrespected is really big for men. Their language of love. I mean, we have love language, yes. but you know, that's why the Bible says wives respect your husband. Their, their love language primarily is respect. So if you're relating a story that has them think of feeling di- how they feel when they feel disrespected, they get it instantaneously. They Absolutely. get what you feel when you're like, it doesn't make me feel loved, which might not connect to them. But if you say, I feel disrespected, <laughs> they're like, What? right they're certainly so so just like you said we have to use the language that connects with them their listening style men will listen when you say i felt disrespected because they hate when they feel disrespected especially by their women by anybody but especially by their woman right so if you ever feel a way that you want to get your point across to your man use the word i felt or the the phrase i felt disrespected when Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, they will get it. They get it instantaneously when you talk about that. So, so what if you're like, all right, we're, we're in this good dialogue. My relationship was, was good, but over the time, over the years, it's gotten cold. I mean, we're kind of like doing our thing, but like this, there's no real 
warm, fuzzy, sensuality, sexuality. Y'all just going through the motions now. It's going through the motions. Maybe the bedroom is like ice cold. It's like frost on the windows, nothing happening in there. How do you go from cold to heating it up to getting it to where it's like, yeah, we're back. We're here. We're in there. We remember what it was like when we were dating. So because you're here, I'm putting the charge on you, Mm -hmm. which is to be very intentional about never letting it uh, fizzle out. And I understand your question, right? So let's back up. Doing things like I mentioned with the book, right? Getting the book, 50 reasons why I fell in love with you. Mm -hmm. Whether you fill it all out and gift it or you turn it into some type of game and do it one day for 50 days. Mm -hmm. Listening to podcasts, books, audio, whatever, and having discussions, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. making sure you have intentional time with one another where whether you're just taking a walk like whatever it is making that time block right because we have to make sure that our spouses are just important and so the more that we make sure that our spouses are a priority that that fizzle and that 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 um disconnectedness that you just mentioned won't happen yeah. Now, yes, it'll happen sometime because life, right? Mm-hmm. But if you make it your practice and you're very intentional about, you know what? This marriage, this relationship is super important to me. And I don't want to go the same route that I went before. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be divorced again. So now you have to show up differently in order to get different results, right? Yes. Yes. And you have to be intentional about it. So what if you can do it daily? five minutes before you go to bed or whatever, Mm -hmm. however the length of time, if you can do it daily, that's the best thing. Maybe your life is not set up to do it daily. Find out what works for your life. Yeah. Do that Mm -hmm. and then increase it over time. So if you need to start one time per month, I'd rather you do more, but if you need to start one time per month, and then increase it over time. That way you are very intentional about creating this beautiful relationship mm-hmm. because you can't create a beautiful relationship by once a month. But if that's your starting point, I want you to start there. Yeah, you're right. And then increase it. If you get intentional in the beginning, you never get to the point where it's cold, which is nope. really what you want to do. You just never want to get to that point. You know, but if, but if it is cold, start somewhere, start monthly, start somewhere, do something to heat it up. I I heard a couple of endearing stories. One is from a professor. He came to speak years ago and he said, one of the things that he and his wife do is he walks in, he hugs her and they hold each other for like five minutes. And and I remember people were like, he was like, no, we just kind of stand there. He said, we just kind of stand there. And I, how was your day? And we just talk, but we just, we hold each other. He goes, and the kids come and go and they just ignore us at this point, but we hold each other. It's our one moment in time. Cause as soon as I let her go, it's dinner, it's homework. It's this, it's this, it's this. We're like, bam, bam, bam. But that five minutes when I walk in the door is our time just for a few minutes that we're just for each other before we're for everybody else in the house. And I just Love thought it. that was the most endearing story. And I don't know if he came up with that or she did. He never said, but he, he said that was one of their things. Um, and I then another, it. Isn't that great? I thought that's one of the, I one it. of the most. And also they tell you um, hugging, 
changes your brain chemistry. I think it's 90 seconds. Is it 90 seconds? There's a certain, there's a time window, but if you do it, whatever state you were in, if it was negative, it changes after it's like 90 seconds or something like that. It will change. It's human touch. Like we need it. And so, you know, just knowing that and that he held her for that long, I was like, wow, they literally changed their brain chemistry about how they felt about their day, how they felt about each other, how they felt about their kids in like, you know, two, three minutes, however long they did it to just go about their day. It made like huge difference, huge difference. And but that's the factor, intentional. Yes. That's the being intentional. Intentional. And this other a gentleman, he was a pastor. He was great. He was like, my wife's love language is quality time. And his was not that. I don't remember what his was. He goes, so men, I'm sorry. I have to put it in the calendar because I'm a linear and I'm a dude. And men are, you know, with the waffles and women are like spaghetti. He goes, so I have a, a date night every week, every two weeks. And we have a getaway every quarter and it's on my calendar because if it's not my calendar. I forget it. And my wife needs that. If she doesn't get it, she doesn't feel loved. And I want my wife to feel loved. So if it takes me sticking it in a calendar so I get it right, it's on the calendar. And that's what I do. It doesn't have to be sexy, but it does have to get done. Yeah, it doesn't have to be sexy. And here's the thing, though. I don't know if you know this about calendars and, and scheduling specifically, but you can make it super fun because now you're like, oh, I get to hang out with the baby. And, and it, it literally, yeah. you're like kind of dancing and got the butterflies in your stomach. So even though it's scheduled mm-hmm. and also ladies, we can add this in for sex as well, for mm-hmm. sex as well. Yep. But just being intentional. Anytime you have it scheduled, it gets done. It gets it done. It does. If it's on the calendar, it gets done. I had a guy tell me once, another guy used to do a podcast with him. He's another dating coach. And he said, Oh, let a woman schedule something for me. I love that. I, I would have such a great time seeing stuff on the calendar. He was totally into it. And the other guy was like, oh, a calendar. That's so not like, so again, you got to know your man. He's your man. Know your man. For one guy, he said, I would love to absolutely see a date night, a sex night, a weekend on a calendar. She sent me a calendar invite for that. I'm all over that. We are doing stuff right up until the minute I'm having a bond. The other guy was like, man, I'm like more spontaneous. I'll do it once a week, but I got to like, you know, feel it and do it differently. She can just remind me and I'll be okay with it. Every man is different, but you figure out how you need to do it, but be intentional about it. So get it done it somewhere. It's in your life. Otherwise it's not in your life. And then it's so easy to just get wrapped up with other stuff, which is what That's we right. like to do. Mm-hmm. So how do you then get past your, your, your past all that you're, you're, you're not letting it go cold but every once in a while. And this is probably true of people that are divorced in particular, but anybody, you have these past insecurities and traumas that come up and you're triggered or sad or whatever. And they just come up out of nowhere. You're taking out the garbage and he left the top off the cheese. And all of a sudden you left the top off the cheese like that guy. And you just like flop, you know, whatever, right. For whatever reason, how do you get past these insecurities that, that come up in every relationship, some of which catch us off guard because we don't know we have them until you're with somebody and it mm-hmm. comes up. And some of which, you know, how do we get past those? So they're not eroding. You've built this great foundation. You're now in communication. You're keeping things hot and spicy. And then something pops up. How do you like deal with that? 
So first of all, I'm going to say realize that this is your stuff, not his stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Own, own that this is your stuff. Yep. Take responsibility that this is your stuff. Yep. The, sec- the second thing is hone in on what that trigger is. Right? So that's that awareness. Yes. What actually triggered me to start having this waterfall crying or <laughs> spaz out over the cheese? Because usually it's something from your past. It's stemmed from your past. And a lot of times it's from your childhood. Yes. So maybe you got in trouble when you didn't put away the cheese. And now you're really thinking about your parent who yelled at you or gave you a really bad spanking because mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. So it really has nothing to do with the man. Right. It's really your, your stuff, as I just mentioned. And then if you cannot figure out this stuff by yourself, I'm always going to say, speak to a coach, counselor, therapist, so they can help you unravel mm-hmm. you as the onion so you can have a better relationship, a more successful relationship. Because the more that you have no idea what's happening, mm-hmm. you are secretly corroding your relationship from the inside out. That's true. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, uh, what do you, what do you call that? Like when, when it's rotten and then it kind of comes out, out to the, you know, one bad out, which just like messes up the whole barrel. It's just rotting everything around it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you have to recognize that it's your stuff, right? Right. Take responsibility, own it. Um, and again, if you have no idea what the trigger is, mm-hmm. you have to figure out what the trigger is, but maybe you need to get some outside help. And then yeah. finally, don't feel ashamed that you have to get outside help because we get outside help with everything else. We go and get our degrees. You didn't know that information. You had to get outside help from that, Absolutely. right? Whatever it is that you want to think about in life, you had to get outside help to be able to accomplish that thing. Your yeah. love life is no different. If you don't have the information, go and get it. Pay, pay, pay for the information because here's the thing and let me just plug this for coaches everywhere right (laughs) please pay for it because they are going to speed up that curve for you so for me what i like to tell my um clients it took me 14 plus years to figure this out you can get (laughs) it in a few months you can i'm really speeding up your curve yep you don't have to bump your head like me and and (laughs) moreover you've got skin in the game a lot of times when you go to that workout class, you don't care. But I promise you, if you pay for a personal trainer, you are showing up every day on time and you're doing what he says because you got skin in the game. I'm not going to pay a That's personal right. trainer and then go home and eat a box of donuts. I'm going to pay a personal trainer <laughs> and I'm going to come home and saute my kale and eat some steamed broccoli and have my salmon. That's what I'm going to do. So you're investing. Yeah. And, and so many of us forget that. The other thing and I want to put a plug in for personal, for, for coaches, therapists, and anybody you use, we do, you will pay an accountant, you'll pay, um, you know, for a personal trainer, you'll pay for a chef, you pay somebody to do your nails, you pay somebody to do your hair. I don't know what it is about our love life or our personal life, our psychology that we feel like. We don't want to pay for that. Like I should know or whatever. I don't know what the stigma is. Work like telling that. you ladies, put it behind you. Let it go. 
It doesn't serve you. You would, if you would pay an accountant to do your taxes, pay a coach to help you with your love life. It is worth the money. You speed up the curve. You make better decisions. You get rid of this, uh, you know, the, the pickup mentality quicker. You might not even know you have it till you talk to a coach. You'd be like, oh yeah, I did do that like three times last month. Because you don't know what you don't know. You don't exactly. know what you don't know. <laughs> a lot of relationship stuff because it's so tied to our psyche from when we were kids and, and, and you know, there's all these defining moments. It's in our blind spot. We don't understand why we do stuff, um, you know. And so you need to understand that so you're not spinning your wheels around the same thing over and over again. A definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Don't be insane. Get the help you need. And Miss Marshawn is one of those people. So if you're in a relationship and you want to deepen it, if you are starting to date and you want to date the right way, I suggest you give her a call. I will have her information and everything in the show notes, including how to get her book for free. So you can get that information too. So I want to end with some rapid fire fun questions for you. Okay. All let's right. Do it. <laughs> Worst piece of relationship advice you've ever been given or heard. Everything given. Uh, I'm sorry, it's rapid fire. Uh, you know what? L- take any piece of man. Take any piece <laughs> of man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Relationship advice you wish you had, somebody had told you years ago. Something you wish, you know now that you wish somebody had told you way back when. Love you first. Love oh. you, build your self-esteem, build your confidence. Yes, love you first. Yes. All right. Uh, last book you read and loved and why we know you love your book and you use it. So we'll count that as one of them, but last book you read and loved outside of your book and why, uh, it's called love and respect, love and respect by, um, Emerson Egriches. Mm-hmm. And why I loved it is because literally it breaks down why women need the love and why men need the respect. Ooh, I'm going to put that on my list. I'm going to drop that in the show. Love and respect. Really great. Really great book. Sounds good. All right. Best love song, poem, or quote that people should read or embrace? I don't know. I don't have one. I'm bad at that one. I don't know that one. Sorry. Uh, It's okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, What do people get wrong about your work? About you or your work? Mm. Like, what do they think think you do? And you're like, I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, matchmaking. I hear that all the time. Matchmaking. I don't do do matchmaking. Good. To help you get better so you can match your own, get, get your own match. <laughs> Roger that. All right. Um, if you were to tell women to, to like where to start and making over their life after divorce, where would you tell them to start? Mm. Discovering yourself, unraveling the onion that you are, mm. why you are who you are, why you respond the way you do, why you react the way you do, why you are you in this moment? Love that. That's awesome. Why you are you in this moment? How did you come to be you in this moment in time? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. I am grateful for, here's my sentence stems. You know, I like these. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my daughter. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for great friendships. I'm grateful for great wine. Mm -hmm. I am grateful for (laughs) long, hot, bubble baths. I am grateful for massages. I am grateful for building a successful business. I am grateful for having business besties. I am grateful for having moms with toddlers, uh, moms in their 40s. 
with Doc. Okay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, and last one, I am most looking forward to. I am most looking forward to. You know what? Spending more time with my family via traveling. Mm, yeah. Yeah. international i should say international travel yes yes <laughs> right you've got the nigerian connection going on so this should be really really fun getting back out <laughs> into the world is that yeah. is, is that country open to the u.s or where are they with all this covid stuff to the u.s yes they're open to the u.s okay awesome i know some are like i just read was it maybe maybe two weeks ago Italy was finally opened up and I was like, I don't know, I might have to let them because they were like ground zero for a while. I'm like, I'm gonna let that go for a couple months. <laughs> we'll see how that one pans out. But uh, they just opened back up to the US or opened up period into the US. So yeah, um, well, good luck on your travels. I deeply appreciate you being here. It's been a pleasure talking with you. You've been amazing. I cannot wait to read your books. Um, I'm going to keep the, the sentence stems on my shelf and, and practice those. I think they're great to practice with, with anyone at any time. It's always, you can never go wrong appreciating people and especially appreciating men in your life. Um, so thank you so much for your wisdom, for your kindness and for being here. And we hope to have you back again sometime. Yes. Thank you so much, Coach Ivy audience. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Beautiful. All right. We will look for your information in, um, in the group notes and, uh, thank you again for being here. Have a good evening. Was that not an amazing conversation with Marshawn? What great content she brought to us today, really talking about how to remain in your relationship and really make it work. So you can like get that juicy, delicious, I can't wait to see him feeling or keep that juicy, delicious. I can't wait to see him feeling throughout your relationship, not just when you're starting off or just in the beginning. You know, what I loved about this conversation was really the, the book uh, that she talked about where she's got the, the 50 ways to share with your partner um, how you love him and how you can use that book in so many different ways to communicate your love for your partner, whether it's you simply fill in the blanks and give them the whole book, or you take one um, of the sentence stems or exercises per day and actually share that with your partner. Really great stuff. Um, and what I learned was that it's super important to make the space, to take the space in your relationship uh, to actually nurture it and grow it. That just because you get into it, there's no guarantee you're gonna stay in it and stay happy because life gets in the way of relationship if you let it and you don't have to let it. So good. So good. I hope you all enjoyed this content and I hope you all plan on implementing this in your own life. So I deeply appreciate your listening and hope you got one or two royal gems out of this. I'm sure you did. I know I did. Definitely appreciate you sticking around for the end of the story. If you like this podcast, I would feel honored and greatly appreciated if you took the time to leave a review. Better still, share this out with people you think would benefit from the content and tag me in your post on your social media. My goal, obviously, and always, is to free the queen in all of us and redefine family in the aftermath of the force. Remember, it's never too late to find your fears. So stick around for the end of your story.